The Arkansas Razorbacks are going to be kicking off against South Carolina this upcoming Saturday at 11 a.m. in Razorback Stadium. Why is it so important that the Razorbacks start 1-0 in SEC play? We'll talk about that as well as get into the environment of Razorback Stadium and how that can play an impact in not only this game, but all season long. And hey, let's talk some Razorback basketball. The SEC gets scheduled, so let's talk about that and break it all down here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across all the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions do apply. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday as we're at the halfway point of the week, which is kind of nice because, you know, when you have that three-day weekend, kind of gives you a different vibe of uh, just how things are going where suddenly you're halfway through the week, but yet it feels like you're just starting the week. So it's always a great feeling to know you're ahead of the game a little bit when it comes to uh, the work schedule. But we know Arkansas is going to be facing off in a big matchup this weekend against South Carolina, which I know we'll talk about more as far as predictions and everything goes. Uh, towards the uh, end of the week here on the podcast. But I did want to kind of start out and uh, just looking at this game and the impact that it can have, because I know that anytime that you look at this year's schedule, you're going to see some tough games and some tough matchups and, and everything. And so I started thinking about this being the first SEC game of the season and being so early in the season, because you think about last year, the fourth game of the year was your first SEC game, where this is the second. So you're talking about really getting ahead of the game here compared to what you were last year. And I I, I started wondering about the importance of starting off 1-0 in the SEC. Like, you beat Cincinnati, and that's great. But in this particular game against South Carolina, it is absolutely and completely, totally crucial that you win this game compared to the, the success that you wish to have this season. Now, I'm not trying to say that this is the, you know, do or die, uh, must win, cliche nonsense. I think because every every game this year is a must win, so I don't think you can really put that in football terms. But this one might be one of the biggest ones that you need to win, and I, I want to break it down and, and kind of explain myself as to why I believe that. First off, we know that the schedule is a difficult one. We know that this schedule's got some really big games. And we also know that uh, there's some teams on this schedule where we may not know what they look like right now fully. We have a little bit of an idea after week one, but it could be getting to the point by the time Arkansas plays some of these teams later in the year, they could be a lot better than what we saw in week one, or they could be a lot worse. There's still a lot of uncertainty surrounding it. But what we do know is that this game against South Carolina is going, you're going up against a team that's an SEC team, should be respected as an SEC team, but an SEC team that doesn't have a whole lot of high expectations this season. An SEC team that you are better than. An SEC team that has a new transfer quarterback, but doesn't necessarily look like he's off to a great start. But nevertheless, you still have to take them seriously. You have to respect him. You have to respect Shane Beamer and the job that he's done. 
And you just got to be able to approach this game in the right way. We all know that. We all see that. We all understand it. It's great. It's fine. It's whatever. But this might be, when it comes to your home games, especially in the SEC, your best chance of winning. Bama at home, we all know that that, it doesn't matter if you play them on the moon. You're probably not going to win that game, or at least you need everything to go your way if you're going to win that game. Playing LSU at home, they looked like absolute trash in their first game. But I'm still holding out for my thoughts and opinions on how good of a team they'll be because I still think Brian Kelly's a good coach. I still think they have talent. They have enough time to turn it around. They could end up being better at that point in time. Ole Miss being the other team, I still don't think they're as good as what they were last year. Still not completely scared of them, but with Lane Kiffin, with that offense, by that point in time in November when you play them, they could end up being better than what we originally realized or what we thought here at this point in time in the season. But South Carolina, you're catching them in their second week of the football season. They're still trying to figure some things out. They're still trying to get with Spencer Rattler and figure out just you know the type of quarterback that he's going to be, how good he's actually going to look. You know, whatever that, whatever you want to, you know, slice it up. They're in this mode of where they're still not going to be playing their best football. They're still not going to be uh, at the point in time where you feel like they're going to compete for the SEC East or even the second or even the third spot. I mean, they're looking at probably the fifth at best team in the SEC East right now. And you get them at home. You get them at home in the second week. You're coming off of a nice win. We don't know about the injury updates still at this point in time to Catalan and Slusher. I, I feel confident about it, feel good about it, have a good feeling. But going into this game, you're the better team. And when it comes to playing at home, that always needs to be an extra advantage to you, which we'll talk about here in the next segment specifically. But playing them at home should be that extra advantage to you. And if you just happened to have, in a worst-case scenario, losing to South Carolina, starting 0-1 in conference play, and especially having that loss at home, suddenly you find yourself in the SEC alone having kind of an uphill battle to climb. Because then after that, you get Texas A&M two weeks from this Saturday in Arlington. Tough matchup. Still feel good about beating them, but a tough matchup. Then you get Bama after that. And again, it doesn't matter where you play them. It's going to be tough to win. Then you have to go to Mississippi State is not going to be an easy game. It's not an easy atmosphere to win in. Then you go to Auburn. Don't really know what to expect out of them. You haven't won at Auburn since 2012, although you technically won in 2020, let's be honest. But that's going to be a tough game to win on the road no matter what. LSU and Ole Miss, yeah, you feel good about them now, but you don't know what those teams are going to look like or what you're going to look like at that point in November. And then Missouri on the road, you should – Take care of business. But the point is, is that if you want to have success this year, if you want to be a team that truly competes at a high level, competes possibly for a New Year's Six Bowl, these are the types of games this weekend that you have to win. Because you don't want to have to make up ground against better teams. If you're ranking the SEC teams that you're going to be facing this year, and this is not a disrespect to South Carolina. It's just more of a respect to the entire conference. South Carolina may be your second easiest game in the SEC this year. I think Missouri uh, is below South Carolina. I would hear arguments at this point in time for LSU just because of how bad they looked. But 
really, this is one of your easier games and you get them at home. So this is something you have to win. You have to take care of business. And I talked about yesterday that it seemed like under Sam Pittman, some of the best and greatest improvements or jumps in improvement was from game one to game two. And if you go out there and you take care of business against South Carolina, you show that improvement. You show that you're a better team. You, I wouldn't say trounce them, but you just, there's no doubt you're the best team on that field and you play well and you get out of there with a victory. Just think about how that opens everything up because then the next week you play Missouri State, which you should win easily. As, as good of a team as they may be under Bobby Petrino, they're still not to the level of you, Arkansas. You should win that game. And suddenly you're 3-0 and heading into A&M. You're a quarter way through the season and you're undefeated. Now, A&M may be a toss-up game. We know Bama's going to be tough. Mississippi State may be a toss-up game. BYU may be a toss-up game. Like, go down the list, a lot of these toss-up games. But the game against South Carolina should not be a toss-up game. It should be a victory. You should get out of there, not only convincingly, but also sitting at 2-0 and and continuing to work your way up the polls. Like, Arkansas right now is uh, 16 in the AP poll and 17 in the coaches poll, I believe. So this would be something that can just continue to solidify you as a team that it's not just false hope or some facade that you've put on that's, hey, you're a better team and you're going to prove that you're a better team by beating a team that you should. It's vital. Last year, there was not a team that you lost to that was besides maybe Auburn, maybe Auburn, but Auburn played out of their minds and you did not play well in that game that you were a better team than like Georgia, Bama, even Ole Miss, where you lost by one point. I mean, they were a better team. Who knows? Maybe if you played them 10 times, you may win five of them. But there was no shame in that. Like, you didn't lose a game last year that you should have won. This year, you got to do the same thing. Win the games you're supposed to. Win them in a way that you look like the, the more physical team, because I don't know that's what Sam Pittman wants, and take care of business and move on to the next one. South Carolina should be that team you do that against. You should win it. You should win it nicely. You should win it convincingly. And hopefully you move on to sitting there at 2-0 and and 1-0 in the SEC. Because it seems like it really gets real after that, especially in the SEC schedule. It is vital to do those things. Well, we're going to talk about uh, the atmosphere with uh, Razorback Stadium because there's a lot that's been coming from it. But, folks, as you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Simple tools like screen questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience that you can quickly prioritize when you'd like to interview and when you'd like to hire them. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on in our Locked On Razorbacks podcast, um, I wanted to bring up Donald W. Reynolds' Razorback Stadium. 
And a lot of the praise that it got over the weekend, and rightfully so, uh, again in the game against Cincinnati. I, I said it yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Maybe it was Monday. I can't remember. It's been all the podcasts run together at some point in time. Uh, but I said just the other day on the podcast how impressed I was with the fans that in that sweltering sun, especially on the visitor's side of the stadium, stayed and, and, and was in that game and a part of it. And there were times, of course, like after the, the fumble on the three-yard line where Cincinnati got a bunch of penalties. Yeah, some of that was because Cincinnati was mis discombobulated, but a lot of that had to do with the crowd noise and the energy level there, which was awesome. Uh, you know, it got loud, really loud at a lot of times. Like, I was just, I, I just love it. I, I love seeing the videos of it. I was there at the game, but in which I knew it was loud and great there. But to see the highlights and the videos of the crowd in the background and just the amount of people that are uh, just going crazy on plays, it, it's just awesome. It, it truly is. And it started to make me wonder because, you know, with the new North End Zone edition, which came in a few years ago, it was never filled under Chad Morris because Chad Morris. Yet COVID happened. So you couldn't fill it then. So last year was really the only time that you were able to, to fill that stadium to the brink. And you didn't really have a lot of great home games last year uh, because, I mean, Texas was awesome. Like, everybody remembers that. Having 11 a.m. Auburn was, was a pretty tough go. Uh, Mississippi State at 3 o'clock was awesome. The atmosphere was awesome there. Missouri, day after Thanksgiving, you know, it's, it, it's hit or miss. But the point is, is like, this is the first full year where you've had not only uh, full capacity ways and, and high expectations and you know a lot of excitement surrounding the program, but you've also had great home games, like competitive home games, not just like nonchalant BS non-conference games, like really legitimate games at home in Fayetteville, no games in Little Rock to choose from. And since that North end zone got put in, because I sat in the North end zone on Saturday, I sat in there last year for most of the games. And it, it just the more I watched it and then the more I'm there, I'm like, this this is this is actually starting to turn into one of the louder and more intimidating atmospheres that you'll see in the SEC. Now, it's, is it going to be as insane and as crazy as Death Valley or, you know, any place that has 100,000 fans? No, because at capacity, you're at 75 to 80,000 people at the most. Like, I still don't know if they can even fit 80,000, but 75,000 is still a pretty good number. And now that it's enclosed, it makes it that much more louder and that much more intimidating. And so I think people are starting to realize that, that now that you have the, the good team to go along with the good games, to go along with the new additions in the North End Zone, uh, you can really be a factor in these games. And this is, I'm not pleading to any fans to say, please show up to the games because, I mean, it's your money, it's your ticket. I hope you do. I hope you don't let any tickets go to waste. And I hope whoever uses the tickets actually goes to the games. But it's turning into a legitimate, loud, crazy atmosphere pretty much for every home game. Like Now, am I expecting it to be as crazy for uh, Cincinnati or South Carolina or Bama that it is that's going to be for like Missouri State? No, I, I'm not living that fantasy world. But it's just incredible to me how it's developed into that. Bud Walton is one of the loudest, best college basketball atmospheres of all time. Like, you don't come in there and expect to win. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to, Kentucky fans even, they're just like, they like it's almost like a physical weight is getting put on you at Bud Walton Arena because it's awesome. It's insane. People talk about Ball and Walker Stadium and the, the atmosphere that goes along with that. 
the fans getting involved with the game and, and how loud it can get and everything. Why can't Razorback Stadium be the same way? Because it's it's it, you know it's kind of like from you know Top Gun Maverick, which is an awesome movie. You know, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. You know, it's kind of the same thing when it comes to these atmospheres. It's not the stadium or the arena, it's the fans. And that's what it is. And that's what you're seeing with Razorback football right now. It's about the fans in the stands that are bringing that atmosphere and that noise level. And when you add the north end zone that's enclosed the stadium with quality games, quality teams, and you yourself as a Razorback fan and as a Razorback football team being really good, suddenly you get an atmosphere that's as electric as any place in the country. That's what I expect to see in these SEC games at home this year. It's what I expect to see in pretty much any big game that you have going forward under Sam Pittman, uh, in particular this season. And I don't expect anything different this weekend against South Carolina. Yeah, it's an 11 a.m. game. It sucks. We all hate it. Get it. Totally. It's going to be hot as balls. Totally. It sucks. Like, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish it was a 6 o'clock game at night. Like, everybody does. Everybody would prefer that. But I have zero doubt in my mind that Razorback fans are going to show out this weekend just like they did against Cincinnati. I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to bring some excitement and some intensity that's going to rattle Spencer Rattler, right? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but they'll have some atmosphere and some energy to it that'll really get to them and impact in a positive way Arkansas's play on the field. I'm just excited about it. Like I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Hearing that hog call right before the game. And then when it's third down and you hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song, song start playing uh, with the glass breaking. I mean, just all of those things together makes it extremely intimidating. I expect a big crowd this weekend. And kudos to all your Razorback fans for making it happen, making it possible. Because, again, it's not, it's not the stadium or the arena. It's the fans. And the fans have been bringing it. And I expect them to bring it all season long. Attention to all of you cleaning and food service professionals. Brady Industries has been pioneering the way products and solutions are delivered to you, the cleaning and food service community, since 1947. Brady is new to the Arkansas community as of 2019, but the company has decades of experience serving more than 25,000 customers all over the country. There's one guy that you need to call who can take care of all your food service and janitorial needs, and his name is Aaron Smith. Good friend of mine, diehard Razorback fan, great dude that's willing to help you out, especially from anything like chemi cleaning chemicals, food services, amenity products, whatever it is, Aaron at Brady Industries has what you need. Aaron takes pride in providing exceptional value and service to his customers and offers expertise and innovative solutions to meet even the toughest challenges. So call Aaron and he will help you get the best value for your facility and food service budget. You can call Aaron Smith at Brady Industries at 501-424-8837. Or you can visit supplies.bradyindustries.com to browse all that they have to offer. And the great deal is that if you mention to Aaron that you heard about Brady Industries right here from the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, he'll give you 15% off. Additional 15% off. What a guy, right? Need to help him out. Razorback fan. And it's a great guy that'll make sure that you get taken care of. So be sure to call Aaron at Brady Industries, 501-424-8837. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Okay, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, and I know that there's um, some excitement surrounding football, obviously, but we do have to talk a little basketball because today you had the SEC schedule officially released for Razorback basketball, and I ain't going to lie. It's a tough one. It's an extremely tough one. Uh, I don't like it, I, and we know who they were like. We knew who Arkansas was going to play. It's not that. I just don't like the setup of how this is. So let's break it down, and, and we'll go through it and just kind of give some quick reactions to it as well. So you start the season of the SEC slate on the road against LSU December 28th. Now, I don't think LSU is going to be good. They got some major issues, but still starting on the road kind of sucks at the beginning of the year, but you should have, it's pretty, should be a pretty winnable game there. Then you get Missouri at home, should win that game. So you should start 2-0, right? Well, then you go to Auburn, which Auburn is a tough team, even though all those stupid Auburn basketball fans are going to be like, oh, this is Arkansas Super Bowl, brr. You know, and they're going to be like, oh, look at our stadium. It only sits 9,000 people, but it's so amazing. Oh, we're a blue blood program. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, you go there, and that's the third game of the season. It'll be tough because Bruce Pearl's a good coach, and Auburn usually has a pretty tough team. So uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see. It'll be a tough one. Then you get Bama at home, which Bama's going to be a really good team. That'll be a great game in Bud Walton Arena January 11th, especially if you're starting 3-0. and Then you go to Vanderbilt, to Missouri. Play Missouri pretty early, both games early part of the year. Should win both of those games. You play Ole Miss at home after that, and LSU at home, back-to-back -back games. Should win both of those games. Then you go to Baylor for the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Blah. January 28th, not feeling great about that one, but it should be or could be a really good game. And we'll, you know, we'll see how good Baylor is, but you know they're going to be a high-quality team, so we'll see. Then you get Texas A&M and Bud Walton Arena after that. Texas A&M is always a tricky team. Like They play really well against Arkansas. Something about the matchups there. But you still should, again, keyword should, win that game. You go to South Carolina, which you should win. Then February 7th, you go to Kentucky on Super Tuesday. Uh, that You never know with that one. That one's tough. So you, you go there, and then you get Mississippi State at home. Should win that one at Texas A&M. Kind of the same thing. It's tricky, but you should win that one. You get Florida at home. Should win that one. Georgia at home. Should win that one. Then you go to Alabama. Like get tech, Check out this final three-game stretch of the season. You go to Alabama, to Tennessee, and Kentucky at home. Yeah, you finish the year with Kentucky at home, which is pretty awesome, in my opinion. It's a Saturday, so you know it's going to be wild in the final game of the regular season. But you're talking about Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky, three of the top four, five best teams in the SEC, two of those being on the road. What a gauntlet as you're entering into the final stretch of the season. That's tough. Like, I'm not scared of them. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, my gosh, well, they're going to go 0-3. No, but it just seems like the schedule is really not set up in favor of Arkansas when it comes to spreading out their toughest games. Like, you know, in the first part of the season, you got Auburn and Alabama back-to-back -back games. And then you have uh, later in the year, I'm, I'm just trying to find him. Yeah, you got Baylor and A&M kind of close together, which I think will be tough. But then at the end of the just Bama at Tennessee, Kentucky, and home. Like, that's a, that's a gauntlet. That's a tough schedule. So I'm, I'm not scared of it. I'm not running from it. I still am going to stick with my predictions. I'm jokingly saying that they're going to go 18 and 0, which is because I think Arkansas is going to be really good. I don't actually think they're going to go 18 and 0. That'd be awesome. It'd be great. But it takes a lot more than that. So, uh, but I'm glad it got released. Now we know exactly what to expect. 
and get your season ticket. Actually, no, sorry, you can't get season tickets. They're already sold out because there's people that excited about Razorback basketball. But either way, should be a great one. Let's hope it uh, ends up being as hyped up as exciting as we all hope it to be. It'll be starting up before we know it. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.